So the next few episodes of The Big Chat are proudly being sponsored by the Tunbridge Wells Soapbox Race. And for those of you who don't know about the Soapbox Race, the Tunbridge Wells Soapbox Race stars takes place at Dunalden Park on the 24th of June this year. Yes, this year, in three months, you can come and watch people race their amazing creations of carts. You've heard of a certain uh, energy drink extravaganza. Well, you know... This is the next best thing you're going to get in Tunbridge Wells. We've been going for three years. We've raised over £83,000 and we need your support to keep this event running and becoming one of the goes-to of our town. So get your tickets while they're still really affordable from twsoapboxrace.com. Follow us on our socials, support the teams that are racing and we will be raising money for the Pickering Cancer Drop-In Centre, Mental Health Awareness and of course Hospice in the Weald. So we're proud to be sponsoring these big chat episodes where we talk about mental health, we talk about opening up and we talk about community and that is something that the Soapbox encompasses in its entirety so we hope that you can get behind us and see us on the 24th of june on the track i'll be there see you then hello and welcome to the big chat we get to speak to people about what inspires them what drives them what got them into business how they found it And some of these people you might know, some of these people you might not, but there's always a nugget of gold in every conversation I have. As an instructor, I understand the journey of a class. Yes. And as a DJ, it's really hard because the way that DJs want to mix music is they want to keep like a a specific BPM, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the pace kind of stays the same. Whereas as an instructor, we need a journey. You can't have somebody, you know, doing 60 minutes at 126 BPM because you would just die on the bike. It's also brought um, the most fascinating uh, new experiences, humans and people into my life, as well as one major thing. And that is um, the ability to see how I can help and support other people, men and women, um in life and business you know i am one of those people if i do something i'll do it properly i'll stick with it yeah i'll see it through and i guess i just you know i put myself in the right i i met the right people Mm. and sort of planned planned my career yeah you know the big chat is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the time to have their say their way. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Big Chats with me, your host Coco. Um, I've been away, had a little trip to LA which was glorious but I'm a little bit jet lagged, I'm not going to lie. But all all is good, all is positive and very excited this morning to have my first guest, someone that I only met probably about a few months ago Um, and I'm really, really going to enjoy this conversation because I've got lots of questions to ask him and he's just got such a fabulous name. His name is Matt but he's known locally and beyond as the Humble Bear and we will find out a bit more about how he came to be known as the Humble Bear as we um, as we explore his story. So good morning Humble Bear. Good morning. <laughs> so how lovely to be here. How are you? Yeah really good, really good, good really good. 
Yeah. So, I mean, tell those that are listening and and don't know about you and what you do. So they're probably thinking, Matt, the humble bear. What what does he do? Why is he on the big chat? What what is it that let let's let's sort of encompass what you do at the moment under you know within the humble bear? Um, within the humble bear. So I su- I support and empower people to find happiness peace and joy in their life that is my literally my job title yeah is to do that in whichever modality and process among my tool set that i have yeah that is my goal is to pull people out of depression anxiety addiction um unhappiness Mm -hmm. and help them find their purpose to be on purpose and to teach people how to be yeah and that is my that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and there's many, wa- many ways in which I facilitate that. Um, but yeah, main, it's mainly, you know, I used to say I help people. But what I realised recently is by helping people, it's almost like disempowering. Mm. I support them mm. to empa- and empower them to do it themselves. Yeah. I give people the tools. So if someone comes through for mentoring, it's like, okay, I don't just say, right, this is what you need to do. It's like, mm. okay, this is how I did it. You know, this is how I pulled myself out of anxiety and depression. Mm. This is how I recovered from addiction. This is, you know, where my journey took me from suicide to happiness. Mm. You know, mm. here's a little map that I've come up with from my experiences. Have a go. Brilliant. And and, and add to it. Yeah. And, and and do what works for you. Because I believe that, you know, if in on this journey through life, it's like a journey up a mountain. There's many paths up the mountain. And it's like, I just know one of them to a certain level so far and it's keep it keeps keeping going so it's like my little gift is oh here's here's my map and is that is i mean that that's a real calling for you isn't it that's when how long has that been manifesting as it were that calling so um (coughs) i can tell you my story if if, i would love to hear your story that's what we're here for we're here to chat yeah big and proper about you know roots and how how this all came about? Okay, so, so start the beginning. So so the beginning as a young as a young child, I was constantly fearful, constantly um, anxious about what other people thought of me, to the point where I I I I, I would always I was like a chameleon. I'd mm-hmm. pretend to be what I thought everyone else wanted me to be, um, you know, and I could be th- three, four, five different people in the same day, depending on which group of friends I was trying to fit in with, and. You know, that led me to doing silly things um, throughout my childhood. But I just remember from from a young age, from like five maybe, just being f- fearful of what people thought of me, not being good enough, you know, not being good enough just as, just as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, that led me through life into um, like g- the gym, but in a quite a toxic way. Um, it led me to, when I, people used to say like, there's no in between. You're either, from when I was out, is I was either sober or drunk. Yeah. There was no difference i was a rugby player as well so i would do the most ridiculous things to impress um and it also led me down the path of we actually had quite a um a famous drug death within the family Mm -hmm. so i was off drugs for a lot of my life Mm -hmm. and then when i hit my kind of mid-20s was when it cocaine found me basically Mm -hmm. um and from the moment that i took it from the moment that i stopped in rehab it, it, it was on me every day mm. every single and that's from the moment the moment I, the first time I think I didn't, didn't really think about it didn't, didn't do anything for me mm. and yet when when my my partner at the time put it away I was the one that got it back out and finished it which mm. is just bizarre mm. and I didn't really understand anything about addiction anything about any of this stuff I just all I knew was my mental health was deteriorating drastically mm. to the point where in 2018 
I um I, I walked out on my I, I was so so depressed, anxious. I was in psychosis because I was using using drugs quite a lot. Mm. Convinced myself that everyone in my life was going to leave me, so I had to do it first. So I walked out on my then wife and my little daughter. Um, she's now six. She's uh, like, like literally, like so cute. I, I just love her to pieces. Mm. And and sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that as as a father. But I was so ill it, with with addiction, and that was in 2018. And then off the back of that, I didn't know anything about. I didn't even know I was an addict. Mm. You know, I didn't know anything that I, there was anything wrong with me. I just knew that. I couldn't keep doing this anymore and I couldn't keep destroying the lives of the people around me. And so I tried to, to, to take my own life, oh. um, which actually, and my mum doesn't like it when I say this, is the best thing that ever happened to me because it put me on this path. Um, I've, I've you know, really come to terms with that. The, the, some of the darkest moments in my life are actually the, the moments that propelled me into the light. Yeah. You know, it's like um, we talk about in some of my ceremonies, um, the, elastic band, the elastic band theory. Mm. Like the further you put it back into the darkness, the faster it flies into the light. Yeah. And that was me. You know, I hit rock bottom. I hit that point. It was, in, it was on the 19th of August, 2018. And off the back of that, I was put into a rehab centre in North London. Um, I'd like to say I walked in. I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was um, conjoled in. Yeah. This is where you're going yeah. for a month. Um, and and that was a real start of my journey. And I walked in and I saw the 12 steps. It was 12 step rehab, rehab centre. I saw the 12 steps on the wall. I got to step three. I thought, oh, the first two I can kind of handle. Yeah. So I got to step three and it said that three letter word, God. Mm. And I was like, I'm that's I'm in the I'm on the wrong course. I think I said I'm on the wrong course, <laughs> right? And uh, I'll be out of it. I'll be out of it tomorrow. Don't worry. Um, and because I didn't have any belief, I was I don't know if I was an atheist as such because I was at a an emergency god in my back pocket when mm. things were really bad. Mm. But I definitely didn't have a I didn't I didn't affiliate with anything. I didn't believe that there was anything out there. So I was probably more of an agnostic than a than an atheist, but. I w- in my head, I was a, a bodybuilding, rugby playing, coke sniffing, beer drinking, not very nice person. Mm. Um, who was my even my rugby ma- mates used to say, "You're like the Hulk. You're angry all the time." Mm. People used to say they could they could feel me walk into a room. Yeah, I believed I was the calmest, <laughs> calmest, nicest person mm. who who was walking around. I oh, know I'm definitely calm, you know. Mm. And, um, but this really started my journey into, and introduced me to spirituality, introduced me to, you know, someone said to me in there, the first week I was in there, I cried solid for a week. Mm. Okay. To the point where I couldn't even really stand up and I look back at it now and I'll just smile and laugh because these are the, these are the moments that put me on this path. These are the moments that have changed my life. You know, and someone said to me, why don't you try praying and meditating? And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> what, what are you talking, are you nuts? Mm. And he was like, look at the state of you. You're, you're, you're in a, a mental asylum mm. and you can't stop crying. Mm. What have you got to lose? And I was like, oh, I'm a fairly intelligent guy. I was like, do you know what? I think he's got a point. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like this. And it really started me, you know, because I started to realise that meditation worked for me. Brain mm. worked for me, you know. Yeah. In rehab, they were saying like feathers followed me around. This is one of my things. I've got tattoos of them all over me. Yeah. Because they followed me around. I could be in a sealed room and one would land on my leg and they'd be like... Where has that even come from? Mm. And and it, it started, these synchronicities started dropping into my life. At the time, I was still working in insurance, um, uh, in, in IT in insurance. Yeah. So um, not particularly spiritual. Um, 
to say the least. I mean, you know, yeah, customer yeah. services. Yeah, you're talking to people. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, and 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 I came out and I started to do the twelve steps. Um, and for anyone who hasn't done twelve steps, you don't have to be an addict to do the twelve steps. Mm. That's a phenomenal process. Mm. It's a real process for unpacking things. I think I wrote down no, like two hundred resentments. Um, when I did my step, step four. four, I'm doing step four. Yeah, just get it done. I'm doing everyone, it. Everyone, I'm in most it. people delay delay it. <laughs> you know. No, I'm doing it. Get I'm it. doing my step four now, and I'm telling you now. When yeah. you, if someone asks you to write down every resentment you have, you do not realise how many things you resent. Yeah. And you've got to count from zero to yeah. whatever age exactly. you are at now. It's Exactly. It's exactly. And and I wanted everything out. Yeah. Everything. Mm. I was like, I want nothing of this left. Yeah. So I wrote down all of that, all my fears, everyone unharmed. You yeah. know, I was really, really ruthless with myself mm. because I wanted it to be free of that yeah. stuff. And you know, the process that process just showed me that the common denominator in every single one of them was me. Mm. You know? And it's like, mm. oh, oh, so I was angry, but I was the one that chose to be angry. Mm. And that was a conscious well, not a conscious choice. That was a, a choice. Yeah. And if I chose to be that, then I can choose not to be that. Yeah. And so that was the process for me. I went through the through that process. That was not my first kind of awakening. Mm. Um, and then in 2020, when the world went a bit wonky, um, I kind of went through a second awakening, um, whereby the mind went a bit mad, mm. and I, it was so loud that I had to do something about it. I joined this group on from America. Um, because I was so just desperate to get out of what I now know as a like a dark night of the soul yeah. space. Yeah. And um, I started studying what my mind was telling me and how and, and, and transcending it in a way. Practicing presence, the, the Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, if no one's read it, they need to yeah, read it. That's amazing. That was my Bible. Mm. That that book and the teachings of Michael Singer, who's also another phenomenal amazing. phenomenal. He's like my favourite yeah. author. Um, I lived by that. So mm. for a whole year, working from home, as everyone else was, um, if I wasn't working at my laptop, I was practicing presence. I used to have an alarm on my phone that went off every 10, 15 minutes to remind me to be present. Mm. And if I wasn't, why was I? Where was I in my mind somewhere? And um, why was I there? Did I really care about what it was telling me? Mm. You know, wh Why was I really bothered? So I started practicing this. And then a year to the date, almost almost to the date starting that, someone called me up and said, would you like to start a coaching business? A friend of mine. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. I really, I really wanted to help people. I thought I wanted to be a PT, but that didn't really resonate. Mm. I just wanted to help people. And yeah, so I, st so I started this coaching business and I started, you know, doing some coaching sessions with people, mentoring people, helping them to, or, or um, showing them how to get out of certain things, showing them techniques and tools that I've been doing. And then at the same time, I, I was at a sponsee's house and... Um, I was helping him with some work and the guy wasn't focusing very well and he just wanted to watch this interview on Facebook and I was like, oh, okay, just do whatever you need to do <laughs> in order for us to get this done. That's yeah. fine. And it was this guy, Liam Brown, mm. who, who now owns Full Power Cacao. He's now my best friend. And he was talking about his book. And I don't normally reach out on to people like, like randomly I was fairly um at the time I was kind of going through a bit of a hermit mode so mm. I, I saw about four people in my life and that mm. was it and but I need this guy I was like, I need to talk to this guy so I messaged him and I said um I really like what you were saying it really resonated um and I just wanted to let you know that and he said um yeah of course uh, it was it's it's great um we've got a yoga retreat coming up do you want to come now this is like during lockdown and all of that stuff yeah. and I was like yes 
I'm going to go. People are like, you can't go. And I was like, I'm, I need to be there. I need mm. to be there. So I drove to Windermere to, to, to attend this, this yoga retreat. I'd never done yoga in my life. Okay, I didn't know anything. Anyone there, no one. I'd literally sto- spoken to Liam once. I'd listened to his book in preparation, so I at least knew something about him, mm. which is a great book. Um, it's called Dealer to Healer. And, um, and then I turned up there and he was like, why are you here? And I was like, I have no idea. No idea why I'm here. I'm just here because I need to be. Mm. And he introduced me to yoga. He introduced me to the philosophies of yoga. But he introduced me to cacao. We sat, you know, we sat down on the first night and he said, right, we're going to drink a cup of, of, of cacao, which is ceremonial grade chocolate. I said, well, what chocolate comes from? Yeah. And we're going to meditate for five hours. And I said, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what have I turned up to? This yeah. is mad. But I went through this experience and I was in different dimensions. Mm. Not psychedelic, just, you know, on a journey within myself, releasing traumas, um, you know, releasing fears, working through things that I'd never thought. And and, and I came out feeling, I literally came out the next day a different person mm. that, that entered that room. And I was like, that's phenomenal. And then we did cold water therapy in Lake Windermere in the snow. Wow. You know, things I'd never thought I would have been able to do. Mm. And and I just came, I floated back from that, from that retreat. And... After that, every two weeks, I was up and down to Liam's house in Manchester, sitting with Lady Cacao, Ish Cacao, Mama Cacao, whatever you want to call the plant yeah. medicine, yeah. in his lounge, drinking essentially drinking hot chocolate yeah. and crying about things in my life, but in a cathartic manner. Yeah. And then one one session, um, I just was like, I just want to know what my purpose is. I want to know what I'm here to do. I know I'm here to help people. I just really, really want to know how. Mm. And the spirit of Cacao, Cacao came to me in that session and was said to me, this is what you're doing. You need to go and speak to Liam after. Oh, I've got goosebumps to talk about. Oh. Um, you need to go and speak to Liam after this session. So I did. I went and just, you know, after I remember making a cup of tea in his kitchen, and I was like, Liam, I need you to show me how to do this. And within a month, I put my first ceremony, and now that's kind of my regular group kind of sessions that I do. And we, you know, people have had some phenomenal shifts of it. It's it's an amazing, amazing, just amazing food, let alone yeah. u- used in ceremony, and it's just propelled my life to a new level that i never thought i would have had you know the amount of happiness i have in my life now from helping people you know that purpose that sense of purpose the the passion that i have yeah is just yeah so that's kind of whistle stop tour of my the last four years i mean that's i mean that's it's uh, incredible that you've come from that to this Mm. um a lot a lot of people might not know what cacao they might they might not be aware of cacao and and you know i obviously understand what cacao is and and i've I've, you know had cacao had some of your cacao it's very nice but it's becoming more now we're we're now talking about plant medicine more i feel you go into you know health shops there's more availability of Mm -hmm. of a different variety that there wasn't i would i would argue a few years ago so it is becoming more mainstream but there's still going to be people out there that will be like what what cacao chocolate what drinking hot chocolate what's that going to do you know what why what what is the some of the history behind that of of why it is such a spiritual medicine and and how it can you know create in some enlightenment or some Mm. insight into yourself how how would you how would you express that to those that are total newbies to the cacao world okay so cacao is like a all-encompassing plant medicine that works on both on your body Mm. the mind and the spirit yeah from a physiological point of view, it is um, it is packed full of magnesium, calcium, potassium. Um, it's got more antioxidants than blueberries, like 15 times more antioxidants than blueberries. It's got more calcium than cow's milk. 
it's really good for you. It's amazing for your heart. It's amazing for your brain. It's amazing for your cognition. It's one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. And I drink it every single day. Yeah. A, a, a lower dose than I give people when ceremonies, like 15, 20 grams. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my replacement for coffee. It will yeah. take over from coffee in the next 10 years. It's like where yoga was 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I mean, look, I'm drinking coffee, yeah. but I would have much preferred to have been <laughs> drinking cacao, but yeah. someone didn't bring me any yeah, cacao Yeah, sorry about today, that, sorry about know, that. The humble bear <laughs> didn't bring me any cacao. It's okay, I've had people on here before that run coffee shops and oh, bought right, me okay. coffee, so yeah. I'll let you off. But it, but it is, it is I, when I have had cacao, I don't, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Same with Yerba Mate, a friend of mine set up. Yeah. You know, he, have company that's a, he, he has a company that Yerba Mate is another incredibly strong yes. um, plant medicine that can, that can enlighten you. But cacao is, to me, I don't know, there's something more nurturing about it. Yeah, so, it's, so, so, so it works differently to coffee. So coffee, the caffeine essentially shuts off the part of your brain that makes you drowsy. drowsy. Yeah. So it, it mimics like a, a fight or flight situation. Yeah. Cacao in increases the blood flow. It's, it's, it's a dilator. It um, increases the blood flow to your capillaries to, and clears the arteries. Yeah. And, and so it increases the oxygen flow to your brain, to your heart, to all your organs by up to 60%. So you're actually functioning at a higher level. So the stimulant effect you get is, is from a comp compound called theobromine, which translates from the Greek of food of the gods. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Mayan times, they used to drink this. It's like It was like champagne. You know, the rich had it every day. Yeah. Everyone else had it for special occasions. Um, and and so that from a that from a physiological point of view, you're actually functioning at a higher level. But it's also got a, uh, um, a molecule in it called anandamide. It's it's pretty much the only food in the world that has anandamide in it. And an ananda in Sanskrit means bliss. Does it? So it's the bliss molecule. Right. It's a natural antidepressant. It's a natural mood enhancer. Wow. When we go and sell this at like um, music festivals, as soon as we say mood enhancer, like, oh yeah, we'll have some. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting this 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 medicine into people, and in the plant medicine world, mm. cacao's the mother. You know, so you've got the grandmother, yeah. the ayahuasca, which yeah. is very strict yeah. and is going to give you a bit of this telling off. Mm. You got uh, the father, which is uh, a boga. Yeah the root from Africa, um, and, but cacao's the mother, so it's the nurturing, loving, yeah. it's like having a big hug. It is, yeah. And a, and a warm embrace. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so from, a, from a mental perspective, it is a, nat it is a natural antidepressant. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, but it's one, of those natural, it's one of those plant medicines because it's not psychedelic. You can have it every single day. Yeah. And go about your day. You know, I have people are happy with take a ceremonial cup and they can drive home. Yeah. You know, most plant medicines you can't do that. No, you can't. Well, you can try, but yeah, you won't you get very far. <laughs> um, but for uh, what I'm most interested from from um, a spiritual perspective is that it is a heart opener. Mm. It opens the heart chakra. It allows us to feel more peace, mm. more more love, more compassion, more forgiveness. You know, mm. I've sat in ceremony and forgiven all the women in my life that have ever hurt me. Mm crying cathartic tears mm. and just letting go of that you know letting it's like it's like doing almost like doing a step four yeah you know and 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 releasing all of that say yeah step four is pretty powerful it does yeah you do have a lot of forgiveness in that yeah and and so we hope we hold we hold like shamanic ceremonies mm. myself and Liam at the moment are on tour around the country taking taking these shamanic ceremonies all around the country mm. so we have people because it because it helps to because it opens the heart helps people relax they sink deeper into meditation. Mm. They feel safe to release things. They still feel safe to cry. You know, if, if generally, if, if if there's not at least one person in the room crying, we're not doing our job properly. Yeah. 
Um, we always joke and say that we uh, collect the tears and sell them on the dark web. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it is a release. It is it's crying. Yeah. Is you know you need to cry. Of you course. need to get it out <coughs> of the body. And I, I remember having a guest on who said, you know, when you suppress your tears, mm-hmm. that's not good. You yeah, know, it's not. You, your body needs to release that energy. It needs to release that that emotion. Yeah, because the emotion is just energy within the body. Of course, it is the way the way I teach my 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 students, my not my students, my clients. Yeah. Is that those emotions that we don't we we label as bad? Mm. They're not bad. No. They're not good or bad. They're just emotions. Mm. And if we can resist the urge to to suppress them, to hold them down, because normally it's like, oh, I don't want that to get to the heart, because if that gets to the heart, that's going to make a feeling that I've labelled as bad, and I'm not going to like it, right? And if you if you can overcome that, if you can relax, allow that to flow through, all that all that energy just wants to do is flow through and out yeah. of the body. Yeah. Okay, but we've got this thing is we've told the mind, I want you to do everything everything possible to to stop me from feeling that feeling. Mm. So the mind's that's why it's chitter chatter mm. or chitter vitti as they call it in yoga. It's yeah. got da, 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 the monkey mind, right? Yeah. Just all it's trying to do is trying to find a solution to a problem that you've told it you want it to solve. Yeah. Which is an impossible task because it's only got a certain it's got a limited amount of tools in order to do that. Yeah. You know, it's all it's got and all it's got to analyze that is your past experiences. To predict the future, which has never happened and will, hap- will never happen the same as it happened in the past. Absolutely. And so it's like this crazy kind of world that we live in. Whereas if you can relax and just not react to it and allow yourself to respond to whatever the situation in front of you needs from a centered space, mm. that is always going to be a hundred times better than what you would have done, what the mind would have told you to do. Oh, God, I mean, it's just pausing, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. just learnt that. Just pause exactly. before you react. Whereas mm. we're so we're so used to just reacting to everything mm. and everything has to be resolved now. Everything mm. has to be dealt with now. Everything has and you don't always make the best choices no. when you do that. And exactly. like you say, being centered is yeah, it's 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 something that a lot of people don't know how to do. So it's great that there is more more help now. I know like you said, you don't help people, you you, you empower yeah. them. Yeah. But that in itself is helping because of course, yeah. many people don't know how to empower themselves. They, no. they don't even realise that they're disempowered, mm. I would argue. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just, especially if they're depressed, if mm-hmm. people are depressed, you can be so far in depression that you just cannot see a way out. Yeah. You just don't know a way yeah. out. So it's great that there are now these other alternatives to, you know, not that there's anything, you know, people need medicine and that's fine. If they need, you know, practical yeah, pharmaceutical medicine, fine. Some people need that. But I think it's important that people understand that there are other tools out there yeah. that can really, really help yeah. you. Um, I was a yoga teacher for 12 years mm. and it, I, I did a lot of learning of Eckhart Tolle and when, when I was on my yoga journey and some of the books now that are coming up more and more, I'm like, wow, I was reading those <laughs> yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. But it's it's still so, so mm-hmm. valid now because it is living in the moment rather yeah. than in the past mm. or in the future, mm. neither of which you've got any control over. Yeah, and those and those books can be a spiritual awakening in themselves. Totally. Someone picks that up and goes, oh my God, just, yeah. changed, my, just changed my life. I yeah. remember picking Eckhart Tolle up um, early on in my journey, yeah, and was like, "What is this guy on about? This is rubbish. I'm not listening. I'm not. I think I was listening to. I'm not listening to this. I don't like that." Picked up a year later, changed my life. And you, and when you hear his story of how he 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 literally literally lay down and was mm-hmm. basically having a massive panic attack, trauma attack, where he yeah. just thought he was gonna his life was over, and he just gave into it. Yeah, and that's when the release came. Yeah. 
And it's that going through that, like yeah. you say, when you hit that rock bottom and you're like, mm. oh, there's nowhere else to go. No. Then then something, I, I, I believe something happens, something really happens. Yeah. And that dark night of the soul, I've, I've had guests come on and talk about that. And I, I think I've experienced that mm. very much so. And, but I, you know, I, ch- I, ch- I chose to disassociate myself in different ways. I didn't yeah. go, I didn't dive straight in. I've done that at a later point in my life. But now I look back on it, I'm like, whoa, you know, it's, it's so you can go back to things like you say that you've, mm-hmm. you've visited and they're just even more powerful later on because yeah. the time wasn't right then. And, and so last year I had a sim- an experience like that where the universe conspired to bring uh, situations to me that invoked all of the feelings that I had, all the emotions I had around my suicide attempt. Mm. And so, because the first time, because when that happened, I just drowned it out with drink, drugs, yeah. And, yeah. And, and tried to escape. Yeah. And, that, uh, and hence the suicide attempt. Last year, the the set of circumstances brought all those feelings back up, and with the knowledge that I had gained, um, I just surrendered to it. Yeah. And so I laid in bed for three, four days, and just felt. I did. I, I didn't. I didn't. I meditated, but I didn't do any yoga. I didn't do any breath work. I didn't do anything to try and change it or shift it. I just felt it, and I saw it for exactly what it was. And I allowed those. I practiced the teachings I teach people basically. Mm. And I allowed those feelings just to come out, just to come out, just to come out for, for like three, four days. And then after that, then I did the spiritual practices, you know, the breath work, yeah. the yoga to, 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 to change or to, or to bring more of a higher vibe to it. But I just knew that I needed to feel them and they needed to be felt because if they didn't, if they weren't felt, they'll stay in my body. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted it out. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's incredible yeah. to do that because I do, certainly I can sit in sadness longer than I used to be able to. Yeah. And, you know, sadness is an emotion that you can feel and exactly. some things make you feel sad and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It's it's okay to not be okay. Yes. And I it's like, it's, it's like... <laughs> we don't have to always be like, hi, everything's great. And, it, it, you know, exactly. I can be happy and I can be sad. And sadness, sadness can be beautiful. It can be beautiful. Because you don't go to watch Romeo and Juliet. No. Come out and go... <laughs> Oh my god, that was so sad. Never go and watch that again. Yeah. That's terrible. You come out and go, oh my god, that was so beautiful. Mm. You know, music the same. Music's the same. Yeah. Some sad songs. You're like, oh my god, that really, it really got me. Yeah, I'm gonna mm. listen to that again. You don't go, oh my god, that was awful and sad. I'm never gonna listen to it. No. So why do we do it with our feelings? It's I like know. actually, like grief. Grief can be. Grief isn't you saying, oh look how much I loved you. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. So. And it, uh, yeah, and uh, I think again, to, 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 it just feels like the world is just becoming more open to everything yeah. because I was talking about this with a friend of mine in LA because there, w- there was times years and years ago, decades ago, when people weren't even talking about meditation. Mm. You know, meditation was, I mean, some of us were, but we were the few that talked mm. about it. And now everyone is certainly well-being, looking after themselves, yeah. taking some time out. Even lockdown, you know, that mm. gave the experience to many where they had to pause, they had to stop, and they had to just go out and take some time in nature. Or, yeah. you know, that could, you, you can do a walking meditation. You exactly. don't have to sit with your eyes closed and, you know, do, do your your mudras. You can you can literally just, yeah. just go for a walk in nature and, and, and take it in. And I think that people are more connected to that, don't mm. you? Now, yeah. So, and this is the ro- this is the rise of the feminine, and and I mean that in a in a in the feminine as in women, yeah. but also the feminine as in the feminine within us, yeah. 
we're in we've been in a very patriarchal system in a very um fear anger control um and you see it manifested in uh, all levels in the world you know the world's like fractals and the different layers it's the same thing so you know if if for example you're watching this and going oh yeah yeah that the government's definitely like that that is a rep- representation of your mind mm. government means you know t- control mind it's yeah. it's the same thing yeah and so it's it with it's within us you know 90% of my clients whether that be at ceremonies whether that be mentored are women who are have been disempowered for so long mm. through through societal beliefs parental beliefs all of these different belief systems that, that, that they're not even theirs some of it's not even like from this lifetime mm. you know and and we look back and we, we we look at you know powerful women were burnt at the stake i know you know and of course we've got this this but, but it's changing this 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 wave of consciousness this wave of the feminine it's coming up i was talking to talking to my partner about this last night you know how the changes are coming and the the feminine is the uh, the feminine is the channel of god they're closest to their hearts so they're mm-hmm. closest they're closest to the divine to source to the universe to whatever you want to call your higher power they are closest they are the the, the feminine in this is the creative, the pure creativity, the um, the shakti. If you look at the yoga, yogic, yeah. whereas the masculine is more shiva. But we've been in this kind of wounded masculine state yeah. of, and the women as well. You know, I worked in insurance for a long time. There's a lot of wounded masculine in the women mm. because it's all power control. You know, mm. I've got to wear my red dress to the meeting so I can be really dominant. You know, that kind of thing, mm. which is just where we're at. And that's not, I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just where we're at now. But this shift, this change, the change that's been happening since the cosmic moment in 2012, where we shifted, you know, we're halfway through that now. Mm. We're, we're moving towards 2032, which will be the, the kind of, um, it depends on what modality you you follow, but the 5D kind of, Liam says it's like 5D ready. Like, mm. remember when your TV was HD ready? Yeah. You weren't really sure what it was ready for, yeah. but it was ready. Yeah. It's that, and it's getting people to that, but it's empowering that within people, you know, w- women to be strong, to be, yeah. to be, to heal the parts of them that they might not even have from this. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in reincarnation and mm. past lives. I've had a lot of past life healings and things. And it's like, yes, of course, I'm carrying this from past lives where i've been i mean we've, in my belief system we've all been men women children yeah you know we've been good we've been bad we've been everything yeah um and so it's it's overcoming that energy within our within our our um our psyche and yeah and, and those those blockages but it's 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 so i love it i love because a lot of people come to our ceremonies especially if when i'm working with liam or on my own it's like oh there's a man holding space that's a bit you know i'm not sure and then it's like they come out and they're like oh my god i love that you're talking about you know empowering the feminine and you're talking about um telling them to be strong and you know and and and, and it's it's that but that's the, the that's the divine masculine energies that i try and embody yeah because the the spiritual community has had a lot of it has a lot of feminine in it now it's time for the masculine to stand up and hold that well it is and if if a man can hold space for a woman then she can truly be herself exactly and that is it, and we've been I think conditioned to, to as men and women for mm-hmm. men to have to fix women. You know, sometimes we just want to be heard. Sometimes we just want to express, and to be the fullest version of yourself as a woman, and to be re- really in your feminine, mm. you you need to be in a safe space with someone, and and that means being able to express mm. your feminine side. But you can still be that and be powerful. You mm. know, you, you d- so there's been a, a period where it's 
for me myself, it's it's being like, well, you know, if you're if you're a strong woman and you're 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 out there and you you know you do as you are, then you must be really tough and you must be really strong. Mm. And it's not the case, you know, that you've got all sides to you. Mm. And I think in a relationship, if you're going to have a really good relationship with someone, they have to accept you and make you feel safe in mm. that space, so that you can be truly your feminine side as well as your powerful side. There's there's it doesn't have to be one or the other, mm. but we've sort of grown up in this uh, he, my my brother i mean my my father's not with us anymore but he you know my brother tells me how he he was always told oh don't show your emotions don't show your emotions you're a man you're a man and it's like yeah. you know that's tough for guys they've they've yeah. they, and then and then they have women showing their emotions and they're like oh what do i do how yeah. do i fix this what do i do with that so i think the fact that that there's a coming together mm. of of the masculine and the feminine is is so vital for relationships going forwards and yeah. generations going forwards because no one wants trauma carried down right. as it is. You know, we want to start healing that trauma rather than making it worse. And yeah. you know, and coming from a place of uh, like you say with addiction and with with, I, I would say, and you know, be interested what you have to say. It is that wanting to shift how you're feeling. People that get into any sort of addiction, whether it's alcohol or drugs or food or it's shopping or it could be many many things, doesn't actually have to be that you know the the, the two obvious ones. Mm. It's because they don't want to feel how they're feeling. They will do anything to fill that hole in their soul. Yeah. And they'll do anything to feel differently to how they feel or to not feel how yeah. they're feeling. And they'll do something. And I've, I have been, you know, victim of that, mm -hmm. shopping, or, you know, you name it, I've done it. But until you actually are prepared to look at yourself and go, what's this really about? Mm. You, you're just jumping for it. You're just like a ping pong ball. Yeah. You're never going to get anywhere. No. And I always, I, I, I used to joke... <coughs> I feel bad drinking <coughs> my coffee in front of you, man. I'm like feeling, no, no, feeling like right. I should be drinking cacao right now, but no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad, <laughs> no, really. No. Trust me, I don't good, feel bad. Good, good. <laughs> um, no, um, I, I used to joke and say that I went into um, rehab with, for anxiety and depression and I came out with 10 addictions <laughs> because they showed me mm. in every space within my life where I used a process, a place, a thing, uh, whatever, to change, to, to avoid feeling. Yeah, to avoid, that's that's the thing, isn't it? To yeah. avoid feeling. If, if anyone, if anyone's listening and thinks, oh, I'm not doing that, and doesn't have an, any kind of spiritual practice or, or mindfulness, you, you, you have an addiction. Yeah. You know, if you don't have a process of releasing your feelings and feeling your feelings, yeah. then there'll be something in your life. It might not be as destructive as mine. You know, it might not be that, it, as 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 extreme, mm -hmm. but there's something. There's a way that you. It could be b binge watching box sets. Yeah, yeah. You know, TV is great, but TV drops you below consciousness. So, in with t the way that the way that we, the reason why we get into these things is because a, a box set will tell you what to feel. It, well, you check out, don't you? Yeah, you check yeah. out. Ultimately, yeah. you're checking out exactly. on life. So you yeah. don't you don't have to think. You don't mm. have to feel your feelings. You can just you can cry at a film, mm. but it's not your feelings. Mm. It's it's what they're telling you to feel, mm. and it's like anything like this. You know, I'm I'm I'm. We're talking about relationships. I'm blessed at the moment to be in like a conscious relationship, the first one That's I've kind great. of ever been in, and yeah. we talk about this stuff. Yeah. And when when something comes up for in an argument. Once kind of the dust has settled, mm. we don't really have that many arguments, but if the dust, once the dust has settled, it's like, okay, what part of me did that trigger and why? You know, what, what part of me was angry 
because it's never about the other person. It's always no. about something in us. Yeah. And it's in, and this is the but this is that that kind of like divine relationship that I'm blessed to have been be, be experiencing. Yeah. And it's so different mm. and it's so uh, rewarding that after every single disagreement or 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 trigger, one of us comes out or both of us come out even more elevated. Yeah. You know, to the point where it's like, oh, do you know what that? that's brilliant it's, we love being triggered because afterwards it might not be feel like that at the time but afterwards it's like oh wow we're so much closer we're so much well more, it's just total know. it's just total openness isn't it it's, exactly. to, it's truth it's exactly. just there's nothing else but yeah. truth there because quite often we can feel like we can't express ourselves yes yeah. and i and i cry yeah i cry you know in front of my in front of my in my girlfriend um she cries in front of me. Tears are good, man. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I worry if I've said this before on a podcast. <laughs> I worry if a man doesn't cry. If a man doesn't cry, yeah. I'm like, there's something going on here. I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I get concerned if someone can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm that person that if we are watching a film or something, I'll be looking to see if you've got any tears coming oh, in your Dis- eyes. Disney, <laughs> Disney does I me. Don't know, I mean, Disney. <laughs> no, you know. Every time, Moana, Moana. <laughs> My little daughter, I'll sit, I'll sit there and watch it with her. It's my it's my favorite Disney film. I love it. I love Cause Moana because well. she, she finds a purpose. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm sat there watching it with her, and she's like, "You okay, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be crying." And she's just like loving it. The Rock so. cries. He cries yeah, all exactly. the time. Come exactly. on, if the Rock can cry, anyone exactly. can cry. Exactly. But I think that's the thing as well that there are there are more men standing up and that that yeah. are empowering women and empowering other men to embrace the feminine and the masculine yes. within themselves because. I think that before there was this segregation and I've I've predominantly worked in male dominated industries, especially when I worked in sales years ago. And it was mm. always like you, you were always having to be the pretty one and the happy yeah. one and the jolly one. And like you say, you'd have to wear the power suits and this, yeah, that and the yeah, other. Yeah. And um, I loved it when I was a yoga teacher. You know, I've got yeah. tattoos all over myself. I was like, that's it. I'm never wearing heels again. I'm just going to wear flip flops and yeah. tattooed myself right up. But y- y- you have a, it has a funny way of, of coming around what you're doing and, and then everything integrates. And yes. Like yourself, I, I like talking to people that are inspiring, and, mm. and you know that's why I wanted to talk to you. You mm. do work with as well um, with with homes, don't you? It's yes. important to talk about that because you you do Reiki. Yes, it's important to get across what you do. So yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Reiki master, yeah, um, angelic Reiki practitioner, theta healer, yeah. advanced theta healer, um, and but I I have my own style of energy healing called quest energy healing which is quantum expansion and soul transformation which is a mouthful wow so it's called quest um but it it it's an amalgamation of all of the modalities i was i was healing people before i was even trained in it Mm. you know i just intuitively knew how to do it i channel what i call soul language some people call it light language it's like a very vibration it's like talking in tongues it's a very vibrational language it shifts people like I'm blessed and honoured to be able to channel that. Mm. Um, people can find that on my YouTube and yeah. on my website and stuff. Yeah. But it's 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 amazing, um, and it's kind of. But I do a lot of sound healing with drums um, and chimes, and as well as hands-on healings. Yeah. And, and I've also got a device called a, a Healy, which is a a frequency healing device. Which so whilst I'm doing all of that stuff, mm. this device is 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 got access to 144,000 different healing frequencies. Is that when you like like you tap it over certain parts no, of the body? No, it's 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 got these like wristbands, oh. and it, it play it plays it plays these healing frequencies into people's bioenergetic field. Wow! So it balances parts of them, and you know I'll tap in intuitively and be like, okay, you need something for your root chakra. Yeah, I'm going to play the root chakra program whilst I'm healing you, and so it's like on a different, it's another it's another layer to the healing. 
That's amazing. Which is phenomenal. But I do, then I'd go into homes mm. and I do the same kind of practice with land because land has its own energy. So of course it does. We look at ley lines, we look at fault lines, we look at um, fire lines, we look at water lines, you mm. know, where they cross, they cause vortexes. And these vortexes can be very, really, really good. Mm. But they can also, for example, we've got a bed over one of them that isn't in alignment with us being able to sleep. That's not going to be good. Mm. Okay. And that's where dowsing comes in and being able to tap into that airline. So the dowsing rods, I can pick up on these things. Pendulums will pick up on these things. But essentially, I use my body as a tran- as a receiver for yeah. these energies. And, yeah. and the dowsing rods and, and the pendulum help me. Yeah. And they're like extensions of me, yeah. allowing me to tap into these things. And then it's like, okay, well, what are the energies we really want to bring in? Okay, so we're going we're gonna to seal the area. Not as in like, you can't come in. Um, but is in you know seal the energies, mm. create like a an energy bubble using crystals, yeah. um, and then rise and then within that raise the energy with drumming and cleansing and clearing and um, clearing any any spirits that are around any entities uh, entities people always feel like entities are bad they're not they're just a bit lost yeah um, and they they can attach to us like yeah. I, I clear myself I clear my partner every morning yeah just so that you know these lower vibrational things that are slightly pulling us down aren't there yeah um you know psychic attacks when people are thinking bad things about us or they've you know where i'm publicly on social media of course not everyone's gonna like me you know some people say um what is it (laughs) not everyone's cup of tea but that's okay because i drink i drink cacao yeah (laughs) well i'm like marmite you know either love me or you hate me and i'm just like i'm cool with that it's absolutely fine it's you want to attract you want to attract the right kind of people that resonate with you exactly but those but those energies those thoughts yeah can get attached to us they can yeah and we've got to cut cords exactly and it's it's the same with our homes it's Mm. the same with our offices you know it's the same with um all these spaces so Mm. i go around and spend up to six hours in a space making it the optimal and sealing that energy so it's it's literally like the optimal energy for whatever it is you want to bring in abundance peace love joy all of the all of the good things i love it i mean as you know you're going to be doing some work on my yes. home yeah. i mean does my does my beautiful studio need some work what would you say humble e- bear e- i mean everywhere needs everywhere every, needs everywhere it. needs it everywhere needs well it, even yeah. freddie my flamingo there he oh i don't know i don't think he needs it <laughs> He's pretty. He's, he's just pretty happy. Good. He's, pretty he's good, all right, yeah. isn't he? My little my little daughter's got two flamingos outside her house. One's called Gary, and the other one's called Barlow. Ah, oh, <laughs> see, I mean, I've got a partner called Gary. He will love that if it's a flamingo yeah. named with him. But that's Freddie the flamingo. Nice. So yeah, but no, it, it it's been so interesting to talk to you. How can people find out more about you? You're going to start doing some regular slots, yes. aren't you? Can we talk yes. about that? Yeah, of course. So because um, that's uh, local to the area. Because you are you are t- you were from Tumbridge Wells and you moved away, then you came back. No. I'm, right? I'm from Sussex. From Sussex. I'm born and bred in Burgess Hill. Yeah. Uh, the lovely That's town. Kind the lovely of near. T- the lovely town of Burgess Hill. That's kind of near. And now I live in Tunbridge Wells. Yeah. Um so my healing my healing space is in Tunbridge Wells. Yeah. Um I'm going to be doing regular cacao ceremonies in the evenings on Thursday evenings starting in May. Yeah. At the underground gym in the in the industrial estate. Amazing. Which sounds like a bizarre place to have um, a cacao underground cacao come on you can make that work exactly it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> phenomenal yeah um, and then also I have regular I've got a, I've got a retreat coming up in Hertfordshire an amazing yeah. space um, called the Birch Hotel which is this beautiful conscious um, like um, country manor yeah we've got cacao ceremony we've got I'm bringing in uh, Anna for sound yeah, healing Anna Robertshaw uh, Ramit Robertshaw yeah. yeah I'm bringing in a biohacker to talk about all things optimising um, the human the whole retreat's called the Human Opti- Optimization Amazing. Retreat. Um, we've got cold water therapy. I've got a live DJ coming in. 
I've got a hypnosis guy to do a hypnosis to the live DJ. Not, not him, not to the live DJ, to <laughs> the, alongside the live. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, people can find all of what I do on my website, which is www.humblebear.co.uk, or they can find me on Instagram as the underscore humble underscore bear. Um, and yeah, all, and everything... All the, all my and they can get all your, and they can get your cacao and things like that. They yeah, get, so they I can sell, I sell full power cacao, which yeah. is um, my friend, my best friend Liam's brand. It's yeah. the, it's the, we tasted cacaos from all over the world. Mm. This was the nicest tasting and the best energy, and it's like most some people come up to me and go, oh, I don't like cacao, and you're like, that's like going to McDonald's and saying you don't like coffee. Yeah. Um, uh, no offense to anyone who likes <laughs> McDonald's coffee, but. Um, try ours and they're like yeah. oh wow no it's is I, yeah. I can vouch for how good it is so, so you can get it you can get that on my website yeah. i sell the 200 grams and 200 grams on my website or um i can give you details if you like so we just need quantities. to get more people coming along to your ceremonies and just yes yes i mean yeah exactly yeah. exactly if you want to experience it get in touch i can get send you the, the underground details. gym in may i mean that's not long that's a couple of months and no, you're exactly. gonna be there so. exactly well i'd like to come along yeah definitely so come along. i would like to come along and experience something i'm sure i'm sure i'll be seeing a bit, yeah, we a do. bit more of you if you're working with my dear friend anna anyway, yeah and so. we do we, you know in these ceremonies, we've got drumming we've got mantra we've got all kinds of Love things we do meditation you know Brilliant. just just a bit of time for you yeah that's exactly it's a bit of time for you and, and you'll come up feeling absolutely amazing i have people call me up three days later Oh man, I still feel amazing. You know? I'm like, of course you do. That's what we want. That's what we want is 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 more of that. So, well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing your story. You've oh, been brutally honest you. about how you got here and and what you're doing. And I just think, I think it's incredible. And I think what's really really important is that people can, if they feel stuck, you know, there are, there are tools that you can mm-hmm. use. There are things that you can do that can shift you out of that state mm. of, of of feeling and being and mind that doesn't have to be yeah. by disassociating. It, you, sometimes you've got to go inwards to yeah. come back out, I think. And and I wasn't born a hippie. I was a normal guy yeah. doing a normal job yeah. in a normal life. Yeah. And this stuff works for everyone. It's not it's not that you have to be, you know, called rainbow. Well, it's the soul calling, <laughs> isn't it? Let's face yeah, it. And, exactly. you know, some people might, I feel I feel sad for people that could go their whole lives and not find that. But They'll be back. They'll be back. Exactly. <laughs> they'll be, they'll, they're, you're going to keep coming back until yeah, yeah, you learn yeah. the lessons exactly. you've got to learn. That's the exactly. way I see it. Exactly. So. That's a true meaning yeah. of karma. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it's been fabulous to have you on. Thank and you um, I'm looking forward to getting my space, yeah. like... More love, please. Just, Definitely. just it's all about love with me. So more Definitely. love, please. But thank you for coming on talking to us thank today. Thank you for having me. Best of luck with everything the humble bear does. I love the name the humble bear. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Okay, thank bye. You. Bye.